Hi, I'm Nicole. And I'm Allie. Welcome to Thank God It's Nap Time. Pour yourself your secret glass of midday wine. Kick up your feet and relax. You deserve it. Hi, friends. We started a podcast surprise. So we will start by telling you who we are, I guess, if you don't know us. And what we do and why we wanted to start a podcast in the first place. Yeah. So who are we? Oh, well, um, we're best friends, moms, wives, and um, Florida transplants. Yeah. So um, I'm originally from New York where it's very cold and it snows. And well, you're from Georgia. Yeah. Not too far away. Southern. I'm learning to be Southern. I don't, I don't know. Hey y'all. Maybe we should start the podcast like that. (laughs) Like, I don't know what grits are, but you know, whatever. I'm learning. Um, a couple years ago, if you don't already know this story, Nicole and I were both living in New York at the time and went to a Christmas party together. What? Four years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and decided, well, she told me about her idea to move to Florida. And that night, I remember telling Shane, like, I want to do that. And he was like, that's a crazy idea. I can't believe they're doing that. But sure, whatever you want. I think he was just saying that to, like, hush me up. Yeah. Yeah. We talked to the whole, like, walk out of the party through the parking lot to our cars. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, I'm really doing it. Like, we, I am sick of the snow. I got stuck in my driveway. I just don't want to live here anymore. I want it to be sunny. I want to be able to go to the beach and I'm just over it. Thank God for our husbands and putting up with our like dreaming attitudes Mm -hmm. because he definitely thought I was crazy too. But I was like, listen, if she can do it, we can do it. Let's go. I told Jim, I was (laughs) like, okay, go find us a house. And he like came out on a weekend and found a house and I was like, we're really doing it. And then that was Christmas. And by what, May? We were both we were here. here. Yeah. Whew. yeah. Husbands weren't, but you know, we made do just us and the kids and we only lost a little bit of sanity. So that's kind of why we wanted to start the podcast is to talk about not just mom things, but kind of bring out the comedy in life because there's a lot of serious stuff that happens. Yeah. But I feel like you can't take it too serious or you will drive yourself crazy and fall apart. Yes. So I've had many a breakdown on a solo parenting. I mean, you're in it right now. Yeah, I am. And it's it's great fun. Everyone should do it. But the podcast, I think, is going to help us um, not just spend some like regular scheduled time together, but get out thoughts, feelings, whatever's happening in our life. And I think it'll be a fun journey to like look back And listen to the episodes to see, like, what we were going through back then, Mm -hmm. you know, months from now or years from now, hopefully. And maybe someone else will be going through it and they'll find it and know that they're not alone. Yeah. You know, because it really does, you know, that cliche, it takes a village. It really does. Yeah. So you need to find your village. So maybe we can be your village. We're going to start an Instagram page and we'll have to post our current setup. Um, We got the name because literally 
kids are napping right now. And I rushed over as soon as you were like, okay, I'm getting them down to bed. We've got one hour. Let's go. If that, hopefully we have an hour. We'll see. And we're sitting in the closet with a box and speakers and some drop cloths to mute it out. But I think that's kind of like the fun in it. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to get at least one episode out. I want to start each segment with like a what if just to keep um, some continuity in each episode. And I think it'd be really fun to bring the kids on every now and then and ask them some silly, funny questions. Yeah, I'm sure they will have a lot to say. Yeah. Uh, About kind of all all the whys that they're coming up with. Yeah, um, my kids are definitely in the why phase. Um, well, the older one is at least it's constant, like, but why, but why? Like, I know your kids are a little bit older, but Evie went through that though, for sure. She's very inquisitive as is. And then probably about a year ago, she went through that. I can't believe that she needed speech and language therapy because she growing up when she was real young, she didn't talk. If you don't know Evie, she had to have intensive language therapy and now she will not quit talking. Yeah. It's hard to imagine her, you know, I, had I not known her at that point, I would never yeah. be able to think that that's what it's crazy. She... And they really are learning so much this year. Like I think all of our kids being in school and stuff, Mm -hmm. they've um, like just this last year have grown and like so stinking smart. I'm like, I don't think I was that smart when I was that age. The things that I get told, I'm like, how do you know that? Where Mm -hmm. did that come from? Why do you have this question? How does your brain work that way to like come up with this question? Why do watermelons have seeds (laughs) to make more watermelons? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. What happens if you kick a watermelon? It would probably explode. I don't, again, don't know. And that is a science experiment for dad. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) wait for dad and ask dad. Oh, man, but thank God for Google so I can just shout out whatever the question is and hope that we get a good response because... And little Evie has learned how to use that. So she's always coming in the kitchen and is like, Hey, Alexa, um, how old is Sean Mendez? Actually, we were golfing today and she wanted to listen to Sean Mendez on the radio. Sean Mendez, if you ever hear this, please call my daughter because she is your biggest fan. And we were listening to one of his songs and she's like, who is this? And I said, um, it's Camelia Cabello. And she was like, yeah, but like, who is that? I thought this was a Sean Mendes song. I'm like, I think that's Sean Mendes' girlfriend. And oh. She was like, No, he has a girlfriend. I was like, Yeah, didn't you ask Alexa that the other day? Because she was asking all these questions about like, how old is Sean Mendes? Where does Sean Mendes live? What was the first song Sean Mendes sung, like on the radio? <laughs> And um, better hope Sean Mendez doesn't go missing because the first place they're going to stop is your house. Probably. <laughs> they're going to listen to all of our Alexa questions and be like, uh, why are you asking yeah. so many questions about Sean Mendez? <laughs> but you would hear her sweet little voice because she's just, she really in general has really started to enjoy music. Mm-hmm. And now I think that she's older and can memorize the words. Mm-hmm. 
she'll like close her eyes and she gets like all into it and like puts a little sass in it. But Shawn Mendes is definitely her favorite jam. And then she also likes Chandelier by Sia. Oh, well. So (laughs) that really gets her going. But um, at six o'clock in the morning on the way to school, Uh that's what she wants to listen to. And I'm like, Sia's going to have to wait till the PM because I can't listen (laughs) to that on the way to school. At least you get real music because, you know, I get the Blippi Ambulance song and it has to be on repeat. It can be Mm -hmm. no other Blippi song, just the Ambulance song. And um, I have it memorized, so if anybody, you know, ever needs to know the words, just trivia night. Um, that's me. I got your blippy trivia. But it plays um, like 27 times on the 32-minute drive to school, so. That is <laughs> intense. Yeah. Speaking of Reagan. Oh, man. So, and crazy questions that kids ask. The other day, I went to pick her up from daycare, and I had worked out before I went. So I had, like, my workout clothes on. And I walk in, and she, like, gives me a hug, but, like, on my leg because she's three feet tall. So she, like, hugged my leg. And we're walking out of daycare, and there's, like, four other parents lying, and she's like, did you pee yourself? It's like, no, why? And she's like, well, you're wet and you kind of smell like you did. And I was like, no, I was working out and I was sweating. And there were like four other pairs. I was like, just get in the car, just get in the car. So, you know, it's really awesome when your kids are asking you ridiculous questions in front of other sometimes you catch it before it happens too and like i'll see evelyn like look at someone or i say something and then you can just see it like spinning in her brain and i'm like don't say it don't say it don't say it (laughs) and um and then if i can catch it i usually like intercept and we'll just start talking about something else to try to like catch her off guard and switch topics but sometimes i'm not fast enough and it just like blurts out and i'm like oh because i know that like other people heard or i just wasn't prepared for that sometimes she's a little too blunt and i'm like oh that was rude like we can't say things like that reagan was in costco and i guess like an older guy had walking by and he was like walking out and she just like stood up in the car and was like bye old man She was with my parents, and my mom was like, I can't believe she took that. Like, out of nowhere, uh-huh. just, like, one random guy just walked by. And just Yeah. My mom will tell you to this day, we were in the grocery store when I was younger, and the cashier was, like, an older woman, and it was around fall time, and she had this, like, long black hair. And my mom said, the second I opened my mouth, she knew that I was going to say something like rude, but she couldn't catch it in time. And I was like, mom, that lady looks like a witch. And the lady was like, yeah, I just dyed my hair really dark. And my grandkids said the same thing. And my mom was just like mortified. Well, at least she has grandkids, so she knows I guess, I guess it was like a pretty drastic, like hair color change, but still my mom was like, I never went in that checkout line again. Like I avoided (laughs) 
and at all costs in fear that you would say something else that could be offensive or hurt somebody's feelings. And so then we had to have a long talk in the car on the way home about Things like keeping. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what is something uh, your kids have asked recently that. Oh, goodness. That well, trouble answering. Right off the bat, um, for a while, Evelyn's been asking about babies and who popped out first, me or Beckett? Um, it, did it hurt? Where were you? What state did we live in? And I kind of just, you know, field most of those questions pretty well, I think, except for the other day. She says, Mom where like where does the baby pop out and i'm like your belly that's how i've always responded and she's like no but like where on your belly and i was like well and she said is it your belly button and in that moment i had two choices and i chose to tell a small fib and i was like yes yes your belly button yep you're six that's what we're going with <laughs> And so now, yeah, I'm waiting until she realizes, like, everybody has a belly button, but only females get pregnant. Yeah, that's going to be your next question. To yeah. It's going to be, like, at beach, like, mom, but dad has a belly button. So, like, where's dad's baby? Did dad have Beckett? And then, yeah, and then I'm, like, trying to prepare myself to that whole question of, like, well, how does the baby get in your stomach? And I'm just, I'm not ready for that. So we're just going to avoid that at all costs. Yeah. I can't have the kid in school going around telling people like the correct anatomical parts and things like that. Like they need to learn that from an adult, not my child. So yeah. and that's the thing. Like our kids are such talkers <clears throat> that they would spread the wealth of knowledge. Oh, you'd be surprised what kids say in school. As an elementary teacher, I have heard some crazy things. And then I just like kind of laugh to myself because I'm sure their parents would not want them going to school and saying half the things that they do. It's well, it's like the craziest thing you've crazy. heard as a teacher, like from someone else's kid. And you're like, thank God it wasn't my kid. I mean, some of them are sad stories, but funny stories, I mean, you know, you always have the kid that, oh, we did a science experiment the other day, and we were talking about the three states matter. And so the experiment was to make a root beer float so we could see the solid, liquid, and gas. Well, most of these kids luckily have not had soda. So when I said that we were making root beer floats, of course, a lot of kids were like, well, my parents drink beer. I thought this was an adult drink. And that made me chuckle. And then I made sure that I was very specific in saying root beer. Please do not go home and tell your, <laughs> tell the adults at home that your teacher gave you beer Miss in class. Allie, let us make ice cream with Beer. I know. It's a science experiment. So I took, you know, after we had a laugh and I was like, oh, do they? And, you know, this one girl was like, oh, yeah, every weekend my dad <laughs> drinks beer. And I'm like, oh, okay. Your dad sounds like a good time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, 
I took pictures and put it on our class communication app so that the parents would know. We did root beer floats in school today. In case your child comes home with any other stories, this is what we did. By the way, I know all, (laughs) which of you go out on Friday night? Right? (laughs) Which, uh, share your babysitter with me. Right? Oh, man. Well, sad to say, I don't think that the questions are going to be coming to an end for us anytime soon. Um, I looked up some articles on like how many questions kids ask and um so apparently between the ages of two and five kids ask an average of forty thousand questions that's insane like a day i I think just but like that three years like between two and five i guess forty thousand questions a day like how do you even do that duh allison over the span of that but um, okay but still that's like four-year-old ten thousand questions a year yeah Uh, four-year-olds can ask as many as 200 to 300 questions a day so what how okay like i want to know who's counting this like i'm gonna start counting and i will let you know my tally of how many questions i get asked today and i'm not Um, really good at math okay wait how many how many minutes are in a day there's 20 24 hours and there's 60 minutes in an hour we're doing this is when we need this is when we need alexa so i can just pop over because i'm lazy just so you all know i am a pharmacist i cannot do math okay so so there's like there's like 14 1440 minutes Mm -hmm. in a day okay but wait kids sleep kids sleep for like 12 hours i could sleep for like five. Five. but yeah okay on average what 10 yeah, 10 hours a day are spent day. sleeping so you've got 14 hours times 14 okay so about 840 minutes waking wait and you said they're asking like up to 400 questions a day to 300 So we'll say 300 on average. So they're asking a question like almost every three minutes that they're awake. One question every three minutes. I mean, I guess it's depending like what type of question are you saying? Is it like, mom, can I have more milk? Mom, can I have snacks? Mom, where'd you hide the Cheetos? Because mm-hmm. like those questions I get. Are these spicy? Oh, are they crunchy? Uh-huh. Do they come in a bag? Right? So I guess like sometimes they might pop off a few questions in a minute yeah and they're not all like inquisitive questions they're like get this for me still <laughs> slave mom get that's this for a me. lot mm-hmm. i mean i don't know i've never taught four-year-olds a- apart from this last week when we had a flood day which is a story for another time but i've never taught four-year-olds so my like our first and second graders aren't quite that inquisitive Okay, so my son's four. Mm-hmm. But like you said, who's going to sit there and tally all that right. up? Well, it, so it also, there was another study done that dads actually get asked more questions than moms. Absolutely not. <laughs> Abs- that was a man that did that study. <laughs> Absolutely not. There's no way. One, legit, like logistically, there's no way because Shane doesn't spend as much time at home as I do. Or he doesn't. 
I'm the one that drives the kids to and from school and things like that. So I feel like the dad questions are probably those like inquisitive questions. They're not like the, can I have a snack questions? Because we know those are all mom. Like mom's getting those questions. 100%. I I mean. Dad's going to say, ask your mom. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I mean, which it's not like he doesn't know the answer. Yeah. He just knows who runs the house. Yeah. So I mean, by that (laughs) logic, like dad may be fielding the questions but mom then also gets asked the questions after dad says i wonder if that counts in their studies because you know my kids don't ask a question once they will continue to ask Mm -hmm. it over and over again Mm -hmm. until they get the answer they want so then is that counted as just one question or like five you know there wasn't Mm. a lot of information in this little you know google search i did (laughs) i will say that in college, I worked for a research lab at one point in time, and I was the one inputting the data that these um, doctoral students would use in their research papers. And so it was a little ambiguous, you know, like you kind of had to use like your own decision making skills at some points. I mean, this was back in old tech alert this is back in like 2000 what seven eight and so it, people didn't respond online it right. was like paper forms that i was going through and so sometimes someone would read the form wrong and respond kind of i guess not incorrectly but like in a way that you questioned whether that was right. real and this is probably like a retroactive study too like are they mailing out you know, sheets being like, tally, how many, every time your kid asks a question, tally, you know what I mean? It's probably like one of those things, like the end of the day or the end of a week, like Mm -hmm. how many, and how you're not going to remember. That's not going to be an accurate. I would love for them to do another study too, with like this generation of kids. Cause just like we just talked about, I bet some of these questions, these kids just ask technology instead Mm -hmm. of asking a person. Mm Mm-hmm which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, my kids would do it. I mean, they're getting more accurate answers than I could give them. True. Like, ask Google where watermelons come from. Yeah. <laughs> at 9.30 at night. I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> hmm. I'd love to see if it, mm-hmm. like, the numbers go down. Right. Kind of sad, though, because I do feel like that's a social skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it's kind of like this generation being parented by computers, like, as Mm. opposed to their parents, which, I mean, my kid is sleeping in the next room holding her iPad, so can't talk. (laughs) Well, even in, even in the classroom now, like, Mm -hmm. we are required to give each student X amount of minutes per week on their reading and mathematics, Mm -hmm. like, applications on Mm -hmm. the computer, and that is part of their curriculum time. Yeah. So, um, I mean, while I'm obviously still teaching that to them, like, direct from my mouth to their little ears, they still are getting, it's like 45 minutes a week or something like that for, you know, instruction and intervention mm-hmm. from computers. Yeah. And-, and we're not even a one-on-one school. Like, one technology per one mm-hmm. student. I mean, some schools have one-on-one, and right. I'm sure they're... Right. I was talking to 
a woman um, who like was, you know, with their first child, like no screen time was really trying to limit the screen time. And then when that child got into school or they had these iPads, like she was lost and just mm-hmm. like, you know, I want to do it with my second child. But at the same point, like they're going to have it in school and my kid's going to be behind because they don't know how to use the technology, but I don't want to parent that way. And it's like, how do you, like, it's tough that they're using that technology in school. So you want to expose them to it. Right. But then also. Well, because even like state testing and stuff is done now on mm-hmm. the computer. And so in the lower grades, we we have students that are like two from two different backgrounds, either they're sitting there touching the screen on the computer because they think it's like a touch screen iPad or something and they don't know how to use the mouse or they don't know how to use the mouse because they've never been on technology. And so since we have old technology, we're kind of like everybody doesn't really know how to use it. And so we're having to like teach these kids how to use a computer mouse. I mean, from whichever way they come from, whether it's they've used iPads, but they just don't know how to use a computer mouse because who has desktops anymore? Um, Or they've never logged on to a computer. They don't know what a shortcut is or they don't know how to double click to open something up. Kind of (laughs) crazy. A little bit of a tangent there about technology. Hey, sometimes you need to purge all the junk from your mom brain to make space for the more important and relevant information like where I hid the snacks. Yes, and how (laughs) best to answer the question next time you get asked where do babies come from. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm prepping for that because I know that it's coming. So I should be prepared. I Actually, you know who I really need to prep is Shane because I feel like I can make stuff up on the fly. Shane, on the other hand, you know, oh. that's a podcast coming up. I think we might actually let the, the boys do a podcast yeah. takeover. I will go ahead and throw a disclaimer out there that Shane thinks he's funny. Lord help that man. I mean, obviously, Jim must think he's funny if they're friends, but. Yeah, I don't. Jim was like, you know, if you want to have a funny <laughs> podcast, you need this guy on there. We'll let them and on like, there. Okay, well, we oh. can talk about We'll give them a topic and let them talk about the topic. I feel like And you be- know that they will be way more <laughs> off task than we were, but I digress. Yeah, and probably inappropriate, too. So we will list that episode with a clear title so you know to skip it. If you I know. want to be offended or if you are easily offended because... You will be by them, I'm sure. Can we swear on here? Do people swear on podcasts? Yeah. So I have a mom mouth. I don't usually (laughs) swear, but. I mean, I have an episode planned for, you know, how I'm a bad parent and how sometimes Uh, I listen to podcasts in the car and more on that at a later date. Oh, gosh. Um, But I feel like if we disclaimer it, like, don't listen to the husband's episode with your kids in the car. Hey, we told you to put the kids down for a nap, grab your beverage, and join us. So Yeah, so fair game. Yep. <laughs> hey. So um, that's it for this week. Nap time's over. In the meantime, if you have any episode ideas, questions, comments, um, applauses, send them over to us on Instagram at 
thank God it's nap time. Or our uh, email at tginpod at gmail.com. And that's it for now. We'll catch y'all later. We'll see you next nap time. Bye. This podcast was created and recorded by Nicole Sig and Allison Reed, two besties on a pod sharing wine at nap time.